This show is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find the other great shows on the network, head over to the Deluxe Edition Network.com. Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Easy Cheese. <laughs> hey there, you with a triple baconator in your hand. What the hell are you doing? You eating that greasy monstrosity thinking you're in flavor country when you haven't even approached shit sandwich land yet? Look down next to you. Reach in between those couch cushions and see what you find. Yes, sir. That there is a can of Easy Cheese. And you can guarantee that it's going to make that flavorless meat snack into a veritable orgy of taste right in the middle of your pie hole. Just pop the lid, push the nozzle, and a thick rope of oozy gold will spill out onto whatever you desire. <laughs> Splooge it onto burgers, nuggets, salmon fillets, crackers, pancakes, your wife's titties. <laughs> Wherever it goes, you know it's bringing cheesy deliciousness straight out of a room temperature can. So if you're looking for the perfect Christmas gift for your loved ones or terrific stocking stuffers for your kids, grab a shit ton of cans of Easy Cheese and give everyone the best goddamn cheddar-flavored load in the mouth anyone could ever ask for. <laughs> uh, you watch titties. <laughs> Easy Cheese makes good Was snacks. that the end of it? I thought we were just laughing. <laughs> oh, oh, Dude, you said ropes at one point. That fucking made me laugh. Holy you shit. Know, a couple, uh, uh, what is it? A, a nice thick rope of oozy gold. <laughs> rope of oozy gold? Ho, 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 motherfuckers. Welcome to BVK, Bev's Video Kingdom. Thank you for stopping by this holiday season. And what time of the year is it, Brad? Do we have anything that would make it? Is there any sounds on the board? Brad's looking at the board. (laughs) He can't press the button because he has pressed another button. All right, we're having technical difficulties on the fucking sound. Anyways. As soon as that, oh, wait. Wait, oh, dude. What? I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I was not paying attention. <laughs> I'm looking outside, though, right now. and Oh, look outside right now. Oh, shit. Is, is, that, that, is that, that Santa? It's Scotchy Claus. <laughs> Santa. Santa Claus's older uncle. <laughs> Santa Claus's creepy alcoholic uncle. Guys, it's just me, Scotchy Claus. <laughs> I bring alcohol and, and, and wonder. And cats. And cats. <laughs> All uh, your Christmas needs fulfilled. Oh, we're here. We are in the fucking Bosco Jenkins Cantina and showroom. I'm just looking around at all the fucking festive awesomeness that Scott's got going on in here. We're just uh, <laughs> we're just feeling the love, feeling festive. Brad, how you doing this evening? I'm doing great. I'm you know I'm, I'm getting fired up. We're getting very much close to Christmas. Uh, any of you all that are in the local area, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Atlas Court in Oakdale, California. If you've never been to Atlas Court and you've got children, um, there what? is a winter wonderland of magical lights uh, <laughs> awaiting you. And I'm just going to say, 
it is you're you're gonna be thinking like, eh, it can't be that worth it. Like we've seen a lot of Christmas lights around. Trust me, goddamn it, it's a whole entire court, very long, lengthy court that is filled with magical lights and music themed greatness. And you put it on your radio station and it plays the music. It's all playing along. Oh, wow, that's legit. I'm gonna say it's at least twelve houses. That are all combined together. Twelve whole houses. Interesting, dude. And 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 you, and you circle through the court too, so it's like you you go in and it's just a perfect little circle. So it's, I mean, traffic getting in is kind of a little bit shitty, but but if you go like at the right time, weekdays especially, you can you can catch it and uh, you'll cruise through pretty quickly. And you'll probably want to do a couple laps because it's there's a lot to see. That's very region specific. So if you're in the area, come check out Atlas Court, Hotel <laughs> <Right>. California. <laughs> you know what? We've got a lot of local <laughs> listeners, so I'm, I'm just letting them know because if you have not been there, it is worth your drive. Probably. I was hoping that you lived on Atlas Court and you were just shouting out your own house and you were going to be like, come on by anybody that wants to come see. Well, you know, I mean, if you're going out to Atlas Court, you also can stop by Last Call Brewing. Hell yeah. Oh, and grab a true. beer at the same that's time. True. If you've never been to Last Call Brewing. Go see Walter and Jake and the crew over there at Last Call. Get yourself a beer. Get yourself like six beers. That's the that's the way to do it. Just mm. uh, just make sure you have a sponsible horse to uh, ride home on. Yeah, the old, the old the Last Call uh, six beer minimum. Yeah. That's pretty. Speaking of... <laughs> speaking of... <laughs> the old. Speaking the of old. horses... Uh, Scotty, don't, why are you looking at me? <laughs> that was the pot of the month last month. No more horses. Scotty, what's up on uh, the network? So we are part of the Deluxe Edition Network. Uh, there's a lot of great shows, and this uh, month, the pod of the month is the Ten Cent Beer Knight. As we mentioned on the <laughs> previous episode, it's spelled with a K, so it's the Ten Cent Beer Knight. Ray, the podcaster. Uh, super fun dude. He he's also on um, the Deluxe Edition the podcast. Deluxe Edition podcast. So, but the Ten Cent Beer Knight is just him, and uh, it's it's a lot of little short little pods. Sometimes he'll do like five, ten, fifteen minutes, whatever, just kind of rambling about stuff. He does a lot of like entertainment news, and I I love it. It's a, it's a really fun, cool little podcast. So definitely check out Ten Cent Beer Knight. And also know that all the cool kids are saying are calling the Deluxe Edition Network the network, the network because of yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what's that's what's going around. You're welcome, there. Casey. Trending. We, we, we rebranded it, the <laughs> network. <laughs> so so we were trying to figure out what uh, Christmas movies we wanted to do. Yeah, because it's oh, Christmas. God, damn it. <laughs> god, dude. I, I mean, <laughs> look. I mean, every time those bells go, my Yule log just goes straight up. <laughs> Six to midnight. Six to midnight. <laughs> I was I was gonna say that's that's actually just Scott running through here with uh, with bells tied to his beard. That's not actually a that's not actually a prerequisite. I, I'm hearing some of the lower like tones as well, so there might yeah. be some besides his beard. Some testy bells. <laughs> testy bells. Yeah. <laughs> he majored in testy bells <laughs> in college. What instrument did you play? Testy bells. Testy bells. Okay, so <laughs> which by the way, my God. I got to give a shout out to my son Jackson. We went to the uh, to the fifth grade. Oh let's, let's just stop you right there. You transitioned from testy bells to your son Jackson. I was just thinking about. I was just thinking about uh, musical instruments. Musical instruments. And okay. we just went to the fifth grade uh, winter concert at uh, at my kid's school, and uh, God, they just absolutely killed it. 
bunch of just fucking amazing, amazing musicians. They got all three of the notes that they know. They fucking did, they fucking killed every single one of them. There you go. It was it was really good. He did did, they, did they play the scale? That da 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 da. No, nope, he did too many notes. He did too many notes. It was, it was, Way too many notes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so we were trying to figure out a movie to pick, and uh, I threw out into the text thread. I said, "Hey guys, have you guys seen Four Christmases?" And uh, I think Brad has seen it before. No, Brad had never seen it. No. Okay. My, my and, first viewing was last night, and so I watched it last night too. I, I I've seen it. I had seen it uh, not this Christmas, but the Christmas before. Uh, Nate actually brought it up to me. And was like, "Oh, have you seen Four Christmases?" And I was like, "No." And he, we so we watched it at a at a cabin, and it was fucking great. Everybody really liked it. I dig this movie a ton. Scotty, had you seen it before? I caught the last maybe 30 minutes of it in a hotel room. Oh, which is kind of a dog shit part of it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, th- th- no, there was definitely some funny parts that we saw. Because okay. I remember thinking, oh shit, this movie's fucking funny. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to see the rest of it. So, um, yeah. So I haven't seen the whole thing. I did watch the whole thing recently, though. So we're talking four Christmases here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I got a question. Uh, so this, this cabin experience of watching it. How many edibles were consumed or how many, uh, you know, vapes were vaping? Um, what was going on prior to watching this movie? Six vapes of vaping. I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know about that because I don't do any of that stuff, Brad, but uh, there was definitely people I'm just saying that there was people around there that there, it was there probably we were a vibing. vibe. Okay, there was we a vibe vibing. going on. It was that's, funny, dude. I mean, I, it was actually like one of those things where it was like 10 a.m., and there was nothing to do because it was snowing and we were just kind of in the cabin and we we're okay. like, we got to do something. And so we decided to watch this movie and we fucking laughed our asses off. It was really, really funny. So uh, I dig this movie. So check it out. So 2000, what did we say? 2008? 2008. Mm. 2008, PG-13. Listen to this cast. Reese Weatherspoon, Vince Vaughn, Robert Duvall, Sissy Spacek, John Voight, John Favreau. Dwight Yoakam, Tim McGraw, Kristen Chenoweth, Katie Mixon. I mean, dude. And then oh, it goes. Don't you dare let leave Mary Steenburgen. Hundred percent. I was about to get mad. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I skipped over <laughs> Mary Steenburgen. You know what I mean? So, like, dude. And 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 not only that, I thought that she was Susan Sarandon until I just saw that it was Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> Is that terrible or what? I was like, I thought Susan Sarandon was in this movie, no, but it's actually they, Mary they only Steenburgen. hired women with S's in their names. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, I Sally mean, Struthers also played on this all the way down to well. freaking Kevin from The Office, dude, and Is freaking she dead? Cedric Yarbrough, and <laughs> Dead or on Cameo, <laughs> dude, Dead or on Cameo. That's a that's a throwback to some old school episodes. Oh man. So, anyways, we've got director Seth Gordon. Never fucking heard of him. No idea if he's any good. What are you looking up, Brad? Are we looking Sally up who's Struthers dead? is alive as fuck. Because Scotch gave me a look like, ah. is she dead? No, I didn't know she was in the movie. That was the look. I was like, she was in this? Sally Struthers. Oh, my God. She is not missed, in You missed this, my dude. joke. I said they only hired women with S's in their names. It he, was a sissy space Sissy space joke. Oh. And Susan oh. Sarandon. thought Susan Sarandon was only there. I said Sally Struthers. Guys, stop, stop S'ing. I'm, it's hissing my... Reese Weatherspoon has a lot of asses. The fuck out of you, man. So, so our dude Seth Gordon directed this movie. I don't know much about Seth Gordon. Uh, 
we'll, we'll have to look into that in a little bit. Yeah, we'll but talk to him. This is a fucking fun movie, in my opinion. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you guys for your rapid reactions. But my first reaction to this movie was Vince Vaughn once again is just so goddamn funny. He can't do any wrong. Reese Weatherspoon uh, is beautiful, is funny, is kind of there in this movie. I don't think she carries much, in my opinion. I think Vince Vaughn puts this whole movie on his back and just kind of fucking starts running. And uh, even though it's that weird, awkward run that he does in... uh, that he does Rudy. fucking Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> he still kills it. The fucking yeah. supporting cast is just amazing. John Favreau is just absolutely just killing it. And uh, I want to know what you guys thought. Brad had never seen this movie before. What are we thinking, Brad? I'm so glad you brought up Vince Vaughn because I hadn't put this together yet. This movie for me is Vince Vaughn running that ball and Rudy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because I do like Vince Vaughn a whole lot, but when I see that scene, I get so angry. I'm like, what? What? I, I like you, Vince Vaughn, <laughs> but you don't belong in this movie. It's just shit. Like the fact that you look like nothing like a running back, it's just embarrassing. And that makes me sad. There's no six five running backs that you know of? <laughs> not built like he is <laughs> there's no six five running and and you can't run with the ball like on your chest and like you're like eh, don't hit me like that's that's <laughs> that, that's the way he runs and it's so embarrassing so this movie for me i was just like you guys have pumped it up and i and this is the i guess that's the problem mm-hmm. but here's the thing i was i was caught between this weird little i can't believe you're gonna go where i think you're gonna go oh, right no no now. no hold on i was caught between this whole thing of my wife has seen this before. She watches every fucking Christmas movie. She's probably watched 17 different Netflix and all these stupid Christmas movies that come out. If it's come out, she's already watched it. Um, she said, you're going to hate this movie. Really? And you guys have talked about like the, the, the John Favreau is like the MMA dude. I'm like, Oh, I like MMA. Like I'm into UFC and shit. And, uh, and I was thinking, okay, but I like Vince Vaughn a lot. Like I'm looking at this cast. I'm like, Oh dude, Robert Duvall is my boy. Like I love all of this. And she's like, no, you're going to hate this movie. I was like, but the guys were talking about it. like they say it's really funny and it's like it's got this 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 good and I was like, my wife knows me very well. So what the fuck do you not like about it? I can't wait. Okay, so some of it's going to come out in in uh, a little bit uh, a category okay. a little bit later. Shaq's night body bag. We're we're gonna have some there, but I just okay. I don't like movies where everything feels very contrived, where it feels like this movie is called a Christmas movie. I see. I, I'm going to step on all my body bag. All my. Actually, I'm not going to step on my body bag. I'm stepping on one of my shags, and and I just I got it. All I can say is that I did not enjoy it. It was my. Jesus <laughs> I, know. I had to get into a posture. You can't see it on on the on the audio, but I just got into like kind of like a, like a pose. You're like that's I, punching I, right now. I didn't enjoy it. I did not like. I it was one of those movies where I'm like got through and I was like, God, that was a fucking waste of time. Like even liking Vince Vaughn and and appreciative of Vince Vaughn, it just it did nothing for me. I was like, okay, this isn't a fun Christmas movie. There's, there's nothing in this movie that makes me say like, I'm going to watch this Christmas again. There's nothing about like the characters aside from like being a little goofy here and there. They're all caricatures. They're not characters. They're caricatures. And, and, and it just, I, I looked at the, what the writers have done and I was looking at like, like there, there are other things that they've written one guy had something to do with the hangover, but I was like, okay, the hangover was an R rated, like just fucking Buster balls comedy. This is like, it's pulling punches and it's just got a lot of just, I don't know. The humor did nothing for me. Like, I don't know. Like I was trying to think of like, if I was 10 years old, if I watched this movie, would I like 
laugh like oh look at the baby just spit up on him and stuff no like because this. it'd be uh, it'd be over your head if you were 10 years old i think maybe you didn't get it oh i'm confused <laughs> right now <laughs> <laughs> didn't you didn't get it oh i mean <laughs> bro do we want to say like oh the the big like mo- meaningful moment where they come back together is that they go apart for like five minutes that's what i just told scott he said he's watched the last 30 minutes and i said well that's kind of the dog shit part of the movie like i'm yeah. not a huge fan of that part of it you know you know what another movie that i really like that that the, the second half isn't great is wedding crashers wedding crashers is is 10 times times 10 times 10 the movie of this one <laughs> like, i agree the that second wedding- half of wedding crashers pretty much sucks but the it's just hitting home runs constantly right wedding crashers is a funnier movie for sure for sure but whole uh, okay scott what do you think okay. brad's done so- vince vaughn was on, <laughs> vince vaughn was on an island in this movie he was he was carrying and the he whole was fucking drowning movie. dude i don't think so i think favreau anyways what do you got okay so <laughs> I'm somewhere I'm somewhere in the middle between the two of you. Okay. I think it started out super great, had a lot of promise. I, I really loved the whole intro, the beginning of, of the first scene is one of the greatest so opening great. scenes. It's awesome. Really, really awesome. And then it was there was there was some amazing funny parts scattered throughout this movie, filled with a bunch of dog shit. God. Just and I, like, so I think what Brown is like, so the things that stuck out to me too was certain things that could have been great were just overdone and just not done well enough. And again, you know, again, I have some body bags and stuff that I don't want to step on exactly either, but I, I didn't feel as bad as Brad did at the end. I was like, you know, that was nice. I, uh, there was some, I laughed a lot. There were some, there, the funny parts were fucking funny. And like, and Vince Vaughn, like the whole, the whole, like, for example, the whole church scene was like, it was such a stupid, I mean, of course. Was it contrived? It was super contrived. <laughs> oh yeah. Nobody's going to volunteer. Like, dude, there'd be fucking 30 people wanting to be fucking Mary and Joseph in this play thing. A hundred percent. But that doesn't around. set up the movie. But, and I'm saying, and, and, and who the fuck says now we're going to give you a script. Like I thought, are oh, just going to, you're just going to stand there and he's going to tell the story. And like, they just have to like stand there. Right. The fact that you have lines and, and you're going to put you in costumes and <laughs> the shit. Way Vince Vaughn acts on stage is the funniest. Fucking and that's shit the I've thing. Ever seen. And that's the thing. <laughs> I seriously, I went from literally sitting there going, Oh my God, this is unfit dumb. woman. This is so dumb. <laughs> Swaddle that baby. It's so exactly. Funny. It's like, it's like a fine chef bringing you like, and he's like, got the dog shit on the plate. And he's just like, <laughs> you know, I'm a fine chef. Look at this. You, you know, you're going to take a bite of this. Cause I am bringing it to you. You're going to take a bite and you're going to enjoy it. Vince Vaughn saved that whole scene, and I ended up loving that scene. Glory to God. (laughs) The way he delivers it is so funny. Apparently, she's better at making babies (laughs) than swaddling them. No. (laughs) If if, if all the, if the, here's, here's, and here's exactly, and I'll tell you right now (laughs) why I reacted badly to that scene. If there's like uncomfortable laughter in the crowd, uh huh. And they're just like, oh wow, like like they're like, this is awkward, this is weird, and like then it's like, okay, that that's funny to me because like he's like going off, and they're just like, okay, he won is, the crowd. Like the fact that they're like doing hallelujahs and shit, like nobody wants the fucking story of of Mary and, and you, Joseph like being fucked up in your church. That's true. You haven't been to a lot of church, have you? You think they're gonna be like applauding I, a lot? Well, I'm gonna get canceled, but no, I don't. I think that's exactly how it would go. <laughs> 
I think that's exactly fucking how it would go. Look, I all I know is just over, over overall, I, I did enjoy a lot of parts of this movie. Is it oh, is man. it is it in my like rotation of holiday films? Probably not. So I think that's what that's the that's the like there's gotta be a little bit of a setup for it. You have to be like, this is a really funny movie, but you can't say that. You've got to say this is a really funny Christmas movie to me. Because it's a real it's a Christmas movie. There's no yeah. denying it's a Christmas movie. It takes place on Christmas. Yep. Correct? Let Great. me Correct. let me change the movie and maybe make it a little better. And this has nothing to do with my reshelf or any ultra endings or anything. If they're like, okay, I, I think I wanna like propose to you or something where they have to go tell each of the family members like we want to tell them in person something about their lives. It maybe it has nothing to do with kids. I know the whole point is like they're not going to have kids. They're not going to get married. Like that, that's the whole thing. There's something they have to tell each of the parents. So they're going to go to their houses and they're like, you know, gather the family together. We got something to say. Maybe something like that. Like, I guess I just have a hard time. The fact for- that they like forced it to be like, we're going to go to each family's Christmas. I've done three Thanksgivings and I think maybe three th- Christmases in a row. One after doing three, we were like, we will never fucking do that again. Like, it was like, <laughs> yeah. this is not going to happen again. One, not to mention the food. Like, you eat so much food going between three houses. Like, everybody's like, oh, you got to have the food. You got to have the food. And you're like, fuck, I can't eat anymore. This is stupid. I- and the fact that, like, nobody's drinking enough. And then, so, and then the, the fact that they went to four, yet they did so much stuff at, like, each house. There's not enough hours in the day. That what considering they start off at the airport. They started at the airport, yeah, and they had to be one. They went to his dad's. Was it no? Which one was at noon? Was it the first one or they the went second to, one? They went to Duvall's first, right? But I think they. Were, I think the one she committed to at noon was the maybe even the second one. So like they're at the airport first thing, I guess. They and they got up one. in the house and they're putting satellites up, yeah. like way after like. I guess my struggle with your opinion, Brad, is realism from in a, a man comedy that movie? loves fucking Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure <laughs> and fucking Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. You're just picking the plot apart of this movie. It's hey. weird to me. Hey, <laughs> that's a great point. As I said on the last pod, man, I make the logical illogical. <laughs> That's Actually, true. I said we all do, but specifically that was That's talking true. about myself. Speaking of the last pod, we did Gremlins, and I think they had a runtime of like uh, an hour 46, if I recall. This one had a runtime of an hour 28, and yeah, it, it felt it, like two and a half hours. So God I damn, I was just going to say the same oh, thing. I was, like, God. I was like, I was surprised when I hit pause. Like I was like, I think this is almost over, and there's like 20 minutes left. I'm like, holy fuck, I was there 20 minutes still. And it was only a 90 minute movie. <laughs> I watched this last night. We didn't even start the movie until 930. And by the time the movie was over, I was like, what time is it? She's like 1115. I was like, fuck. I guess it's time the to whole go evening. Left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. I think that the oh. opening scene might be the funniest shit ever when Vince Vaughn goes in there. And he is uh, playing a character from North Dakota, but you don't know it. Right. And he's like telling her, and she she lays into him, and 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 you you start to think like I think it sets you off on the wrong foot, Brad, because you're like, all right, this is lame. Like, why is she saying this to him? She wouldn't no. act like that. Let, let let me tell you exactly what I thought. I was like, Vince Vaughn is not playing this character in this movie. 
something is up. I was like, there's you did some, think something was I up. I was like, something here is weird because he will not play this character for the entire movie. This is not what this movie's about. Yeah, I, it didn't fool me at all. Oh, and, it fooled so, me. When I first saw it, I was like, I was like, what is happening in this movie? Is well, this like how they meet? This is so lame. The, the, and then when I find out what happened, I was like, that's amazing. The one thing I Oh no, I appreciate it. Once like once once like the, the ruse was was exposed, I was like, okay, so yeah. th- there was something that was up here. This is there's no way Vince Vaughn was playing. I would have heard about this movie like, oh my god, Vince Vaughn plays this like super dorky guy and he's got a lot of range and stuff. I was like, no, Vince Vaughn's going to be playing fucking Vince Vaughn in this movie. Well, they hired him when they said, hey, sign He's like, what part are you playing? I'm playing Vince Vaughn. Yeah, we, we wrote a part for Vince. <laughs> I was I was actually glad that, it, and I saw through it from the beginning and I was glad because if that was her, like if she's such a bitch to him, like I was like, oh, I don't like this character. I'm not going to root for her. Exactly. And, oh, oh, once you found out they were like rich snobby people, you're like, oh, I really like them now. <laughs> well, they were <laughs> Do you think they were snobby? Kind of. They're going on vacations <laughs> ditching out on Christmas and going to Fiji and shit every year. Uh, I don't think that Lying makes Lying about snobby. like taking care of like... Inoculating babies. I yeah. love that part. I love that part. <laughs> it's a Scrooge story. You get, you gotta have you gotta have them be a little Scroogey in order to fucking have their redemption arc at the end of the movie. My heart is cold and cynical. <sighs> <laughs> There's so many funny fucking parts. There's so many funny parts. When fucking, when Favreau comes, what do you think of Favreau's character and fucking uh, Tim McGraw's character? Oh, I, I oh. super, I'm super stoked about Favreau looking like he actually could be like a fighter. Like he's got that. Fuck he's, yeah. He he's, looks like he's his looking. character from friends. He's got his, he's got his whole chin looking like where he's like, he's got that jaw where he's like, I want to fuck you up. But then the fucking dude does a backflip WWE <laughs> moonsault. And I'm like, why is he doing that when he's supposed to be a cage fighter? Like that's nothing. Well, that has nothing to do with it. He said they fight in parking lots. Yeah. <laughs> But the fact that the like the writers are like, oh, they're like, you know, UFC and WWE guys, those are, they're all the same. So like, he'll just do a WWE move. It's like that pisses me off because it, it just it makes me think that these writers thought they were more clever than they were, and that's when I start getting angry at the movie because <laughs> when I as soon as I feel like the writers are like, oh, this is what redneck people are like, I hate those people when they write these characters that seem like they're stereotypical, just absolute bullshit, except for the part. The taboo. So I, I was going to say, there, to, to me, to me, there's there's two Favros in this. There's there's the first meeting of Favro where it's just ridiculous and over the top and just the whole pinning him down, him him like getting him in an arm bar and then humping his face. And it's then, so funny. And, and, then, and then dropping the fucking dollar was I laughed fucking out loud. That, that was that, that shit was, good. was great. The second attack was. Absolute bullshit. Was though. bullshit, and then but but then of course you get the kids involved, and it's like Google me, bitch. That <laughs> shit was funny too. It's a good line, but at the same yeah. time, it's like I feel like it's like it's jumping on with like uh, uh, like I'm I'm all hopped up on Dr Pepper. I'm a spider monkey or whatever. Like that right. whole like it's yeah, but like, this is 2008, bro. When did Ricky Bobby come out? Like 2006, five. I, I'm looking it up. Google we'll it out. Google so, that shit. But, but speaking of Tim McGraw, I didn't think he was good at all his his that acting in the background was not good he looked horrible and and i think tim mcgraw has actually done some good acting oh six oh six six all right so i'll give you that tim mcgraw in this the whole fighting scenes and shit i didn't buy for something about it he just looked fake to me i liked him in the blind side i think he's i think he's a good actor i thought always when tim mcgraw was like an indian outlaw he was like super skinny and like like I didn't realize he was all thick, thickened up like that. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know that was even Tim McGraw. Yeah. 
No, he. So I think he did good, and I, I did like when um, when Vince Vaughn fucked up the Santa for his little kid. He actually did like he knows now, you know, like he, that, that, that was that, that was good. That was good. So, but I but what I I didn't love Favreau the first time just it was so over the top and just so much. But God dang it, when he comes back at the next Christmas and he's doing the taboo with his wife, <laughs> holy shit, that was cool. Before we even get there, though, how about okay. when when Vince Vaughn's <laughs> when Vince Vaughn's giving the presents to the little kids uh-huh. and the kids like Santa better bring me something good and he's like something tells me Santa's gonna bring something around ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. There, is funny. no, there's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of Vince Vaughn lines that I'm sure he improvised and, and brought up on. And, oh. and so I, I think that's the thing is like, I feel like these writers realize that they, they don't have a great movie. So it's like, goddamn, we need Vince Vaughn to come in here and like, like, like spice this up a little bit. And I feel like it's just a dog shit movie. If this movie's without <laughs> Vince Vaughn, it's a dog shit movie. A hundred percent. Absolute dog shit. But it's great. Because Vince Vaughn's in it. He carries the entire movie the entire I, I time. En- I enjoyed Vince Vaughn for the most part. Like When he's the- sitting with all the ladies on the couch and he's like, I feel like a Saudi prince. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking feeding him food and shit. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so many lines that when, is when, just so funny to when me. When they break down the dance couples about getting married and like, they're yeah. just like, they're just going back and forth about why they, no, we're not married. This is why we're not married. And that- like, that was one of my favorite scenes. That's that's one of my favorite scenes. It's early, and so I was yeah. getting like hopes up, and then they start meeting the families, and I'm like, oh god, it's all just caricatures. Yeah, the the the, well, <laughs> the, the best part is uh, during that dancing thing, right at the very very end. The the first couple that were asking them, hey, when's the date or whatever, and the, and the guy's hugging on her. It's like you know, hey, you know, congratulations, and she's just kind of like pulling away from him a little bit and there's just like this look on her face like yeah i'm really second guessing my whole marriage because of Vince Swan. <laughs> all the shit they said it's super subtle it's so great um dude honestly there was the the parts that hit hit like and and i just wish there was more because the, the stuff in between because like I, re, I so i watched it on sunday for the first time full all the way through i enjoyed it and at the end, I was like, dude, that was, that was good. And then I tried, I was re-watching it, started, started last night, fell asleep, didn't finish it. And then I finished it again today just because I wanted to get refreshed with it. And the parts that weren't funny, just really hard to get through. And I mean, that's romantic comedies, right? There's all, it's, he even said like Wedding Crashers is one of the greatest comedies of the last 20 years. And there's 30, 40 minutes in that movie that fucking drag badly. You know what I mean? But the good is so good. So and it's like I said, it's not just Vince Vaughn putting the team on his back and trying to like limp down the sidelines. And and that just didn't work. So uh, I, I will say this. First off, I didn't realize it took place in San Francisco. Maybe I missed something at the very beginning where they mentioned They're it. literally driving across the Golden Gate Bridge and the fog comes in and right. that's why they can't get on the plane. Oh, no, 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 no. But before that, like they're... There's like a, a store and it just happens to show like a little bear with like a Steve Young jersey. I was like, I thought it was like, a, I, I thought it was like New York. I thought it was like metropolitan. Like you're like, this movie's bullshit. No, no I, I, just, <laughs> I thought they were like random, like yuppie couple in, in New York. Cause I just wasn't paying attention very much at the beginning. And then it was like, there was a Steve Young jersey. I was like, why would that bear have a Steve Young jersey? Like if this is in New York. And then I realized in San Francisco, I was like, oh, okay. Fuck they're in San Francisco. That, that makes a whole lot of sense. Cause you know, Steve Young's best quarterback of all time. Anyway, um, I well, will say Christian Steve, Chin- Steve Young, the best the- Mormon quarterback of all time is what you meant to say. <laughs> That's did, what you meant to say. I did not stutter. I said the best quarterback of all time. Wow. Wow. Um, and then when, when Kristen Chenoweth first shows up and she's got the baby, 
oh, I can't get up because my baby like is trying she to, immediately gets up for Vaughn easily gets up and then the baby's sitting there and the baby's got its, its hand like across her cleavage she moves the baby's yep. hand <laughs> it's so funny that dude. was great that shit was funny I was like okay that's fucking funny like the, the how fact. about the grandma her her grandma there with the uh-huh. <laughs> hitting on Vince Vaughn too god dude it's so funny yeah the grandma saying like the oh I want to pleasure him orally and, and with my oh, hand. yeah exactly that shit no <laughs> hand and mouth no fucking person says that ever especially that's so funny. especially when they're trying to be religious and like she's now like like a born-again Christian or whatever the fuck she is like that shit does not happen in real life and oh. even even in like supposed to be like kind of funny life it's not it doesn't happen like that just does not happen like kitty cat in wedding crashers that that behind the scenes her talking like that that happens what about uh what about the 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 brother drawing a nude picture of you and bringing it into your bed at, at nighttime that totally happens <laughs> that okay totally right. happens. i just want to make sure that for sure happens yeah. grandma saying sure i'm gonna give my happens. my husband hand jobs unless they're like oh she's hella senile like she's going through alzheimer's and stuff like that like, i mean brad they, it sounds like your grandma's not horny enough dude it's <laughs> <laughs> been a while since we had a grandma horny take <laughs> If this movie brought us to that take, I'm happy. I take back everything I've said about the fact that we have poor Christmases on this podcast. Because We need more horny grandmas. Come on. More horny grandma jokes. Speaking of horny grandmas, I found a picture today of Jennifer Coolidge <laughs> at like age 21. Have you guys huh? seen this shit? Uh-uh. Dude. Was she a smoke show? I'm just going to show you. She's right. in the commercial now. She's there's some commercial she's in right now. Like she's Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. During the NFL, she's they've been showing some commercial where she's in it a bunch. Have you guys watched the, the, uh, I mean, she's freaking beautiful. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. I didn't realize she's that, like uh, perfect eighties hottie she, out there. Yeah, in a, exactly. In a weird way. And maybe just that picture. She looks like uh, Jennifer Connelly. I, I do see that. I see it. Yeah. I totally see it. Straight up. JC. Interesting. Anyways, moving wow. on. Might that that might that be out. the most popular two JCs in the in the history of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge and Jennifer Conley. Whoa! Is there All ever right. been a better Crazy. JC? Well, oh, Jesus Christ is pretty good. Has <laughs> <laughs> there ever been a better JC? <laughs> oh, this movie's got my head all fucked up. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's what Jennifer Coolidge died for your sins. All right. <laughs> We're moving on. They had never ghost up commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Gordon, our dude. We're gonna go see him for drinking with the director. Yeah, Hit we'll talk Brad. about him. Let's do it. <laughs> Pull up a chair and grab yourself a drink. Hypothesize what directors think. Maybe sometimes get a guess. Makes us look good. Let's drink, laugh, and pretend we know what we're doing. So if we're drinking with my dude, Seth Gordon, Brad, what the fuck else has Seth Gordon done? I, th- I know you got that shit pulled up. What are we looking at here? I can't drink first. Oh, I guess we can talk about what we're drinking. What are we drinking, Brad? You know what? Last week you were drinking it and uh, I brought it to you. So I was like, you know what? I'm a big fan of this Operation Nectaron. They've got this available at last call. You can get some beautiful four packs of cans. They just did a, a I, I got to promote this one too. I'm not drinking it. If you like sours. I'm not a big sour drinker, but if you like sours, 
last call did a a, a collab. <laughs> it's easy for you to say. A collab. Last call did a collaboration with Blooming Camp Ranch, and they make pies out there that are just they're like notorious pies. They're like the best pies you can ever get. They took apple pies and put them into the mash for the uh, the the last call. So like they baked the pie and then threw the pie in there. They put that pie in there and and let it. Did they let their cat eat a little bit of it? <laughs> no, they did not. There was no pie humping or anything like that. <laughs> to my knowledge, I don't think Walter allows that kind of shenanigans at his no. brewery. Um, but uh, they made a, a pie, apple pie sour that is straight up with actual apple pie in it. And it's uh, it, my wife tried it. She said it's delicious. So if you like sours, they've got a beautiful sour for you. If you like pale ales, they've got the Nectaron, op, I mean, Operation Nectaron. Single hopped pale ale with uh, some Nectaron New Zealand hops, so delicious. A variety, sixteen taps. You're gonna get a. You're gonna find a beer you like. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Every once in a while, Scotch Beck might be playing there on a Wednesday night. You it never happens. Know. Yeah, it's great times. Get down there. Sounds fucking awesome. It looks like Scotty's got a little uh, last call over there too. Yeah. Speaking of last call, it is cold weather, and it is what I like to call stout season. There you go. When when it's cold. The only beer I like is good dark stouts and porters. And so I am drinking the Joe Cubano, which is my go-to. Pretty much every time I go to Last Call, I look up at the board. and I'm like, hmm, what am I going to have? And my eye just always goes straight to Joe Cubano. And it's an imperial, imperial robust porter. And um, it's dark, it's yummy, it's delicious, and it makes me happy. And, I, and I'll say, and this is not saying this in a bad way, it's like, they call it Joe Cubano and like the, just the kind of that, that, that dark aftertaste, that roasted malt, it kind of has like a, almost like a cigar, cigar taste, taste at the end. It's it, no joke. Like maybe right. you would say that, oh, it's cause it's full of Joe, Joe Cubano. It tastes like a cigar. No, it, it, there is that there's a taste there and it's, it's got that little aftertaste, which dark beers have. So it's the, it's the roasted malts. It's a very delicious. So good. And they, yeah. So, and then something else they released recently, which is really good is the, uh, the golden oaky. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a golden, really really good golden stout coffee stout. Yeah. So they got some great beers going right now. And that was a collaboration with uh, the the Smoking Oaky, a, a former food truck that uh, also roasts hazelnuts, and they had roasted hazelnuts that they roasted, added to the beer. So Last Call does all sorts of amazing things. Mm. They are the most collaborative brewery I found, and in fact, you know what, folks, coming soon, there may be a part two. Everybody likes sequels. Mm. There might be a sequel soon of the BBK IPA. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. So, for Christmases. What are you drinking? Are you drinking? Asshole. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm drinking fucking uh, Peace Love Haze, Hazy IPA from Dust Bowl Brewing in Turlock, California. Oh, that big giant corporate brewery? Yep. They're fucking big. <laughs> no, they're not big giant corporate. They are local and they're great. They're big, bad, and delicious. So go check them out. All right. If you're near Elk, if you're near Elk, uh, Elk Grove, Monterey, or Turlock, you've got a Dust Bowl brewing next to you. Go check them out. Delicious. All right. Actually, one thing I will say about Dust Bowl Brewing, they're fucking bacon cheeseburger off the chain. <laughs> For Christmases, we're going to drink with the director, Seth Gordon. Mr. Seth Gordon, what other movies have you done, bro? I fucking have no clue. Brad's going to fill us in. All right. For movies you've seen, it is going to be uh, Horrible Bosses. Okay. Identity Thief. Don't know what that is. Is that Melissa McCarthy? 
Um, yes. Yes. And uh, Jason Bateman. No, no, not Jason Bateman. It's uh, uh, also from Meet the... Oh, we uh, are the... Andrew, wait, whatever the one where he's the... We're the Millers? Guy. We're the Millers. What's the name? Me, Jason Snakes. I was going to say... <laughs> oh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. That's who it is. Um, real quick, I had to go on a little rant about Ted Lasso. Oh. Are you going to say how so, it's so good? Because if you say anything else, so you're out of the podcast. Yeah, no, no, no. This, 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 was a text, this was a group text that we we talked about. And um, the World Cup, I think, has ended by now, I believe. And the World Cup, the United States soccer team qualified for the World Cup. And before they were about to leave, Ted Lasso, the, 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 the owners of Ted Lasso, they decided to put billboards in all of the U.S. national men's team each of their home cities, mm-hmm. they put up a billboard basically saying, hey, it was some Coach Lasso advice, right. basically promoting like them as a player and, and wishing them good luck on the national team. Awesome idea. Mm-hmm. Fucking cool as fuck. It's, it's a cool advertisement for them, but it's also, hey, you know what? Promoting right. soccer. Right. And that's what Ted Lasso does. So it was a cool thing. I sent you guys a review. Remember this asshole that was like, Ripping it apart, calling it like that's right. He's like he's a soccer writer for ESPN, okay. and he was like, "Oh, this is so contrived and bullshit and blah 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 blah." Sounds like Brad talking about four Christmases. Yep, a hundred percent because four Christmases is a piece of shit. But those billboards were all in good fun, right. all trying to promote the game of soccer, and right. this soccer dude like took offense to it. Like, oh, it's so awkward. I think he called it cringe. He did call it cringe. I was like, "What? How the fuck are you calling these these funny billboards from a show that it just is all heart?" And you're gonna sit there and try to rip it as being cringe, or it's right. like, dude, anything that promotes U.S. national soccer is probably great because I will say that they played in the uh, quarterfinals or the 32 or 64, whatever it was. I didn't even realize it was on the day they lost. I was like, oh shit, they lost 3-1 in the Netherlands. Right. <laughs> the problem is they do play like 9 a.m. on a Wednesday. That's might be the it issue. It was a weekend, and I think it was, I don't know what time it was, but whatever. It like that's the whole point. It's like any promotion you can do that's positive. And if you connect it with Ted Lasso, which is a show a lot of people like, and maybe they're not big soccer fans. I'm not a big soccer fan. I loved the show. Can I be 100 percent honest? I had no clue that the World Cup was even near happening <laughs> until I saw that Ted Lasso sent billboards to all these guys. And I saw this article, and I thought it was amazing, and I read a few of the billboards, which were they amazing. Were super clever. Super and funny fun. and clever. And I was like, oh, I guess the World Cup's happening soon. And then, yeah. Yeah. Then and, I knew. And some so, ESPN douche thinks yeah, that, that was the wrong over. thing to do. So, sorry, that was a very side rant. Well, the, the world's full of douches, you know? And... uh Obviously, they weren't using the Peltzer uh, panty pet. You, forgot, you forgot a P. You forgot a P. What's the fourth P? Personal. <laughs> Peltzer's personal <laughs> panty pet. If you don't know what that is, listen to our last episode. Yeah, last episode. Anyway. It's all Christmas this month, kind of. <laughs> Ish. What are we doing? Except for this What movie. movies did this motherfucker direct? Um, so <laughs> besides the two I mentioned, we uh, he did... Okay, there is a show he did two episodes of, For All Mankind. I think that's on Apple TV, which seems like it got some pretty good uh, notes. But he's got like two episodes here on some TV show, one episode here on some TV show. He did seven episodes of The Goldbergs. So he did Horrible Bosses, he did Four Christmases, and that's pretty much it, huh? The thing that he's known for, at least... 
the reason I knew who he was. And I was like, oh, shit, that's what he did. Documentary called The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. About the Donkey Kong high scores. And I, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. I love that documentary. A little spoiler alert. But uh, yeah, I, I, that's, but it's a documentary. You don't have to do too much. You're just filming shit right. and then putting it together as a story. Guys that make documentaries hate you right now for saying that. And uh, I know I said you have to put it together as a story. There is some definite things you have to do to make it work. Um, but, or you just pour your heart and soul into making a beautiful Christmas movie. And then you got guys like Brad saying fucking contrived. I hope, uh, yeah, I hope he's on a podcast <laughs> later. Be like this fucking guy in this podcast trying to say that my movie's not Christmas enough and it's corny and it's contrived. What does he know Didn't about you Christmas? See Vince Vaughn? <laughs> so if we're going to talk to Seth Gordon, yeah about anything i'm gonna ask him how the fuck did they get all of these people in that movie like it's it's a killer killer cast and it just seems to go on forever dude i mean you've even got the even ask got, did you did you know the budget for this movie I, so this was going going straight into my question i had it was 80 million dollars how in the hell did this movie cost 80 million dollars because and you the, have all of these <laughs> right. people and they were not no the, this wasn't a favor where they're like oh i'll take like minimum or whatever they're like I'm going to be in this dog shit. Okay. You're paying me like my maximum. In fact, I'm probably adding like a couple extra zeros because this is bullshit. It's $80 million. Where the fuck did that money go besides just bringing in as many had to be talent, talent actors. Because there's nothing like big, like there's nothing other the bounce houses. I know they're kind of expensive these days, but other than that, (laughs) (laughs) that satellite was probably pretty expensive. Right. I mean, falling off the house. So I think what happened and what he would tell you is he was like, we watched meet the parents and we were like, this is a good idea for a movie. Maybe we should do four sets of parents like they did in meet the Fockers and all that shit. And we'll do it Christmas and it'll be like a niche thing and people will be into it. Oh, I really think corny. Yeah. I really think that's what they, I, think I really exactly. think that's what they were going for because it had a very like meet the parents vibe to me. All the parents were famous actors uh, and actresses. And I think, I think that's kind of what they were going for. I still say that Vince Vaughn just talking and being Vince Vaughn is fucking. They, this movie made $164 million. I laughed this. twice. I laughed first when I saw the budget. I was like, that's fucking bullshit. And then I laughed when I saw $164 million that it made. I was like, oh my God, this is even more funny. Yeah. I don't remember hearing about this movie when it came out. Neither did I. And I had no idea it was even a movie until two years ago. And apparently it was a hit, big hit. Is it? I mean, that's a lot money. of money. I think it was yeah. right in a like a sweet spot of having a movie come out that was decently funny. Right. This is this is the idea that, and maybe this isn't something that can happen nowadays. And I think there's like a lot of streaming services have tried it, and then they're they're failing badly. Is that back in the day with the theaters when there was like not all the streaming shit, you could be like, "Fucking, we're gonna pack this chock full of like brand name actors, people will go see it." Yep. And. That's what they hedged their bets on because I bet there was a bunch of like executives watching this movie and like, holy fuck, we are going to lose our asses. $80 million on this piece of dog shit. And I don't think so. I think, I think the bet was literally just Vince Vaughn because he's, he's what, hot like, as fuck. He's, he's like three years removed from Wedding Crashers. Two wedding years. Crashers was 2005, I think. Oh, five. Okay. Yeah. So they're like, dude, let's throw all our money on our boy. He's got to carry this thing. And he did. He delivered $163 million. It, which is just insane to think about that because the the Rotten Tomatoes score on this thing 
The critics give it 25%. That's just so crazy. Wait a second. I saw, but no, see, I saw that. I mean, there, it was the, like stuff in the ballots that they had very good reviews coming out. Like when it first opened, like they, well, had they good always reviews. do that. They always do that. They, they, they put the good ones first or whatever, but it ended up at 25. The audience score was only like 40 something. And so it, the audience didn't even like it that much either. And like IMDb score was like 5.7 out of 10. When you, when you check the comments on IMDb, it's like every other one is like a one or a two. Like how the fuck did this get made? Right. But that's crazy. I loved it. I, I and I for sure. And I, and I did this all year. after I'd watch it. Like I, I never like go ahead of time and like, like what uh-huh. are the re- critics say? I, I would yeah. never do that shit. Fuck all the critics. Yeah. I, I watched it and then I was like, people have to feel the way I do about this. Right. And I went and I was like, oh, okay, kind of confirmed. <laughs> I just don't get it. I just, I just don't get it. I thought it was really, really funny the whole way through. I just didn't even think about the plot or any of any of that stuff. I just listened to Vince Vaughn, just fucking the sweet tones of Vince Vaughn. So my last question and the last thing, I'll, I'll throw it out to you guys. What the fuck happened to Vince Vaughn? Like, is he doing anything? Did he like? He, he like outed himself as sort of like a right wing. Uh, he had some like right wing ideas at some point, and I think maybe sort of canceled himself was, a little bit. Was True Detective season two kind of maybe that killed him? I don't know. I didn't hate it as much as everybody hated it. It's but, not but a lot of people good. hated it. I, yeah. I told the story on the pod before that, that we were in Disneyland and a couple friends late night went and got on Pirates of the Caribbean, and he was on it by himself looking slightly disheveled, like kind of weird. Like, that's weird. What is Vince Vaughn doing on on Pirates of the Caribbean by himself? Like at like ten ten thirty at night. That's fucking weird. <laughs> like I, I think I, he has I kids. Thought, I thought you were gonna say so your friends went on Pirate of the Caribbean and he was one of the pirates. Like that's the only gig you can get. <laughs> Just moving by himself. <laughs> Act like a robot. Um, no, but that that's yeah. I just that that seemed weird, and they're like, no, it's fucking Vince Vaughn. He's tall as fuck, and and it was absolutely Vince Vaughn. So they didn't see kids around. Like maybe he was just like in the back row and the kids were in the front and like he was just trying to like hide out. I guess it's just one of those things like how many times can you play Vince Vaughn? You know what I mean? Like how many different movies can you be Vince Vaughn in? Because he tried to be a little bit different in that True Detective season two, like Scott's saying, and it got met with just fucking he got destroyed. In in, in uh, Wedding Crashers, when he's asked to do kind of the emotional parts at the end, he still gets to be kind of sarcastic about it. He's like, yeah, you're, you're a crazy bitch, but I, I think I'm going to love you. Like, I think it's going to work. Like he doesn't have to be like serious emotional in this movie. He's supposed to kind of be serious emotional at the end. Right. He leaves her for like five minutes. He goes to his dad's house and his dad's like, Oh yeah, you left her. Good job. And then he's like, I gotta go back. There yeah, was, but he doesn't was, even really get like too emotional. Like it, there's no right. scene where he like struggles with it. He right, just kind of follows his dad in the house and then shows back up. That's you know? that's my point is that it's like it's so like just and, and and I know comedies they they never do the best job of trying to like wrap it up in a bow. Why did they have to wrap it up in a bow? Like why couldn't they just like just kept it zany towards the end? Like that's I guess that's another part of my problem is that it's like it's trying to be goofy crazy comedy. At the end, they feel like they had to go like the the romantic comedy. Well, route. that's because it's a Christmas movie. They gotta have that. Is that. it a romantic comedy or is it a Christmas movie? It's this. It's both, but it's the Scrooge model where you've got to have the Scroogey like blah blah blah. Hate Christmas, blah blah blah, and then all of a sudden, oh, now at the end, I learned my lesson and I realized that family's important and yada yada yada. And every woman will hand them a baby every time that they're around them, just for some odd reason. Here, hold my baby. Hold my baby. Hold my baby. Hold my baby. <laughs> Did you guys know that? Like, that doesn't happen to you. 
throughout the whole movie, it's like everybody's just, you got to hold my baby. You got to hold my baby. <laughs> well, I think they're trying to reinforce the fact that they were trying to that make they were uncomfortable with babies. Baby. Yeah, I, exactly. I didn't, I didn't get it's that. Just like in the movie that you guys fucking you loved. That hammer that was hitting blank. me in the head, that's what it was telling me when it kept saying, oh, they, they don't like babies. You remember in Gross Point Blank when, uh, when <laughs> I'm being fucking, an asshole. I'm sorry. When, uh, what's his name? When fucking uh, the coos grabs a baby and oh, stares yeah. into his eyes and fucking he's holding that baby and Babies we like that everything, dude. we fucking like that didn't we i didn't like that <laughs> so, so the last the, uh, sorry we were talking about vince vaughn like the last thing he did that i re- that, that baby I actually, was hella cute though that's that's what i will admit 100%. the last thing i remember these babies in this movie were cute i recognize is vince vaughn was in a movie called freaky did you see that one it's like one of those body swap movies where yeah, he's yeah, a serial yeah, yeah. killer or whatever that's the last thing he did that was 2020 that that I recognize now. He's like in some TV show that I don't even know what it is. Or he's on a TV know. show. It looked like some sort of TV thing. No so, shit. But yeah, he's not doing anything. Hmm. All right, we're kicking this fucking guy out of here. Right. Let's move on. I gotta pee. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Tawny Ray. And I'm Felicia Connor. And we are Two Chicks in a Horror Flick, a weekly horror movie review podcast. We are two horror-addicted best buds sharing our unedited, comical, no-bullshit opinions on the horror flicks we love and hate. And you can always expect some interesting movie trivia. We cuss a bunch, spoil the shit out of some movies, and drink a little whiskey. You can find us on every social media platform and listen to us on your favorite podcatcher by searching Two Chicks in a Horror Flick. And remember, no nightmares. Is it a one night stand or do you hit it with a shovel or take it home to mom and dad? It's like fuck, marry or kill. It's shag, snag, body bag. Shagging, snagging, body bagging. Obviously, Brad's gonna fucking body bag the whole movie because he hates it because he's an asshole. <laughs> I have a shag. Uh, no, I'm skipping you. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to Scott. <laughs> what are we shagging? First thing, I'm, I'm going to shag the, the chemistry of Reese and Vince. Um, I just love it. I, I love them together. I think they were awesome. The whole f- first part of the movie is is great. Um, I I, I just <clears throat> I I really had a lot of hopes at the very beginning there'd be more interaction between them. Then they kind of separate and like when they were apart, it movie wasn't as good. I liked it when they were together. I loved them. I bought it. I, I just really liked their relationship and, and I loved their interaction. I thought they're really good. Let me, let me agree with, agree with you. This is not my shag, but let me agree with you on that because I kind of thought the same thing. It's like, Oh, they work together. Yeah. There were uh, some reviews that I looked at later that were basically saying, they have no chemistry together. And then there was a couple that said that like there was a lot of reports of uh, on set like they did not like each other. Interesting. Really? Yeah. And they're good actors because I bought it. I bought it too. I bought it too. I, I didn't think that, that it looked like that they didn't like each other, that they didn't work for each other. I thought, I, I could, I thought Reese Witherspoon was game and like she could keep right. up. I could totally see how any actress could not like working with a guy like that because he's probably ad-libbing the fuck out of yeah. everything. 
And like, how do you like, he might cross the line here and right. there where you're just like, what the fuck? Why did he say that? And the, the whole scene, like again, the, the whole, the, the church scene at the very end when she's just like all like got the Mary outfit on and he's walking in the crowd. He's like high fiving people. He's like got his hand on her head. Yeah. At one point. <laughs> it's just like, that so now I'm thinking about oh they didn't really like each other I bet she was just sitting there going he's just, he's just eating it up but soaking <laughs> mm-hmm. it up he's dancing around him flipping his hair around and like high fiving and clapping to the music oh my god it was great um, I don't know I just I I did dig them together though what are we shagging Brad all right my shag is the uh, the the balls it takes to make a Christmas movie that <laughs> nobody would ever want to watch at Christmas again. <laughs> Crazy talk. A backhanded shag. Because crazy talk. It's it's called Four Christmases, but it's the most like the least Christmas movie. We just did Gremlins last week, and I think Gremlins is much more Christmassy than than this movie is. It's just a a contrived way to put them into the situations of having to meet with their their four different families. I think they should have done Thanksgiving. It's, there's, there's not enough every Thanksgiving fucking movies. movie. It every been, fucking movie been. on the planet is a contrived way it, to put them in the plot scenario that you want this them to true. be. This is true. They should have done four <laughs> Thanksgivings. If this was a Thanksgiving movie, I think I'd like it more. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Four Easters. How about that? <laughs> four Easters. If I'm shagging, at least in the church makes a lot more sense. If I'm shagging something, it's the it's the obvious. I gotta shag. I gotta shag Vince Vaughn doing Vince Vaughn. He's just fucking so great. He's the, he's the greatest uh, Vince Vaughn that there is. He's the greatest. Like I want to say rapper. He's like fucking Eminem. He's like prolifically awesome at just fucking talking. His pace and it, yeah, and his delivery. cadence and delivery. And all of it, it's exactly the same in every movie that he's in, even when he's trying to do a different part, like in True Detective 2. But <laughs> God, dude, he's so good and so funny, and he could really say anything, dude. I mean, swingers, like all these different roles, like he's just fucking kills it. He's got a ton of stuff with Favreau. Are they like buddies or they used to be buddies? Well, I mean, they are friends. They met on the set of Rudy, right? Yeah. And yeah, I think they're real life friends. Because there's a bunch. Have you? Uh, so, uh, anyways, I'll, I'll get I'll get back to I'll well, get back to him. I'm, I'm gonna piggyback because my snag is actually Vince Vaughn, and um, it's just Vince Vaughn doing Vince Vaughn things. Like yeah. that's yeah. The, it's always entertaining to me. Like it, it, some people might hate him. I love the sarcastic, the the just the asides that he says. Exactly. Just so the little clever. short little things he says after somebody else says something. Yeah, and it's like I, I just it wasn't enough to save this movie for me, but I do appreciate the fact that Vince Vaughn can just turn it on and just be himself and just say the silliest things. Like Dodgeball. Dodgeball is a shit movie, but the 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 amount of characters they have there, the absurdity, it's it's on point with me. Like I it's just he carries that and he does it himself for the most part, but he's just got all sorts of just funny one-liners. But he's got a Ben Stiller there. He's got a couple people like to play off of. Dodgeball is a much better movie than this one. And, I was and, just about to say this movie is funnier than Dodgeball, so that's mo- funny that you say that. Dodgeball is oh, way funnier wow. than this. Dodgeball is such a dog shit, like fucking, let's think of another <laughs> funny thing to fucking, like it's so contrived uh, and but bullshit. It's, but it's absurd, like that's... <laughs> It's not trying to be real where I feel like this movie kind of feels like it's it's like, oh, these are kind of like real families. It's not, no, Dodgeball knows it's not like real life. This movie thinks it's like real life and it's not. And that's what pisses me off. 
I think you think this movie takes itself more seriously than this movie does. I think you think that yeah, this movie's like true. these are real people and they really do do MMA and they really <laughs> do do fucking moonsaults off the fucking podium out of the fucking uh, off even off the, like the, the it was like the bookcase. Yeah, exactly. So silly. Oh my god. Uh, what do we snag? It's got okay. I'm gonna snag. Hey, they got the swing band back together. Swingers. They got Vince, they got Favreau, and they got Sue. They did have Sue. Yeah. I so, mentioned that, and my wife was like, what? I was like, that's fucking Sue. That's Sue. The guy who played Sue in Swingers was the the boyfriend of his, his former mom. best friend. His former best friend. We, have, we haven't even talked about that yet. Yeah. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> that was a great Came scene. out of left field, but I like, mean. Hey, buddy, no one saw that coming. Hey, let me pay for your gas, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I make more money than you. <laughs> I will say, I loved when Sue came back and the fact that it was Sue, yeah. that made it even better. Yeah. That scene's funny. Yeah. Dude. So I, it was just cool because like, I really haven't seen that guy in hardly anything. And I like seeing- Except, sorry, <clears throat> I have to stop just because he goes, it, they, they didn't. Here's the, here's the here's the difference between a good comedy movie and a bad comedy movie. I love how Brad just has to piss yeah. on everything. There's there's <laughs> there's Except. some movies where they push it to eleven on the comedy. Uh-huh. This movie is like, what if we went to fucking like twelve or thirteen? Because mm-hmm. as soon as Sue starts talking about like, oh, and she's really good in bets, no, no fucking best friend is gonna do that. And it's not even funny. It's like that's fucking stupid because. If that's really my best friend, he says, oh, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. It's like, no, you had already have punched him in the mouth. Is like, he, is your best friend? Okay. So that's the part you have a problem with. Not the part where he's fucking his mom. Who's 30 years older than him. Not the part it's, where it's he's absurd like, at first. I never it's absurd. Even... And like their conversations at first were like funny, but then when he starts taking it to like level 12, 13, 14, where it's like, let's just keep running with this joke. That's already oh. played out. Like I kind of, I, I see what you're saying. And like, and then they even, they, they bring it into the taboo game. Where he's like, okay, and she's like, the thing okay, I did to you, you the other you, night. You, 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 <laughs> yeah. pour, you poured this on me. He's like, wax. Yeah. No, no, no. The other thing you poured on me, chocolate syrup. That's what no. I'm saying. It's like, when he's like, it's really sticky. I wouldn't recommend it. it, was, it was, yeah. It my comments, my comedy tastes are very fine. And the fact that if you go, if you go to the right amount of, of absurd and silly, I like it. But if you go beyond like my limits, I, I fucking every movie that you crazy. love goes beyond any limit that I can possibly <laughs> think of thing. Sometimes hey. you can go beyond where it's absurd and then it's like beyond <laughs> it's annoying, but then you beyond, keep going <laughs> and then it becomes like even crazier, which is like a whole different level. Look, That's Zach, like the Borat and shit. Look, Zach, if you knew, knew anything about comedy, you would know that when a guy is in a vat of beer and he drinks all of it. Oh, yeah, it's real. And then he has to piss out a fire, like he has to put out yeah. a fire yeah. by pissing all over it. Right. I, I fucking, I was thinking about much better movies than that, but yes. <laughs> but the fact that he's like, like, like the Kool-Aid man times seven is, is absurd. That's right. not real. You don't think that's beyond absurd? It is. It is way absurd because that's like, obviously this is way beyond what's reality. When you're, when your movie's still kind of like trying to like edge on, like over edging reality, it's just like, you know. <laughs> Going around the rim a little bit, like it's just like <laughs> it's trying to stick there. It's like I'm still reality. You're doing what the movie did right now. Shout out to our strange brew pod, which is why I brought this up. Anyway, hundred uh, percent. When you're just edging around the rim, that's funny. Uh, so I snagged. Who's next? What did you snag? I don't even remember. I snagged uh, the band. I'm just so mad. Swingers, at Brad, I swingers can't band. It. Swingers band. Oh, okay. Okay. Not okay. a swing band. All right. Swingers what are you going to snag there, Zach? <laughs> um, I am going to snag the fucking kid that 
is just so absolutely ridiculous. I love Which the one? kid that plays the kid that is Gideon from uh from uh Gemstones, Righteous Gemstones. You guys haven't watched Righteous Gemstones. I have watched Righteous Gemstones. I know Gideon is. So so he's he's the he's the main kid that gets naked and runs out of the and runs out of Oh, the, that goes streaking. That, oh, I, should, I didn't realize that. And you're saying you don't that you don't like the kids in this. I think the kids are great. I think the, the streaking part was funny to me. The Gideon kids funny. But the best part of the movie is the girl that steals the fucking marker or the pregnancy test. She is a fucking great actress. She, I hate her so yeah. much. Yeah. And the fact that I hate her so much just tells me, okay, this little girl is a great actress. There is something about her that I just want. I was like, Reese Witherspoon, beat the fuck out of this little kid. Like, what are we doing here? No, no, no. It's not It's not just that little kid. Obviously, she she tosses multiple kids. My daughter's exact words as they're watching <laughs> that scene, she goes, she goes, wouldn't one of those kids at least be a good kid? Like, wouldn't one of those kids, like, realize, like, there's an Dude. adult that's, like, saying, like, hey, this is important to me. And, like, instead you've got the, all these little anarchists in there that are just, like, we're in fuck, fucking random jump house on Christmas Day, like, just going buck wild and there's not a, a single parent around who gets a jump jump on christmas and, <laughs> that's fucking well, weird i understand for maybe that your kids that are there at the house but there's, there's like the whole neighborhood yeah <laughs> we're all their parents like i don't know what are everybody's but, got different christmas traditions but no the block. kid the kid gideon when he's fucking beating the shit out of uh out of vince vaughn and talking a bunch of shit to him running out of the house fucking talking about talking about oh fucking he gets a flashlight for christmas and he's super pissed about <laughs> it he's pissed about finding out about santa and then the little girl that is uh that steals the pregnancy test and goes into the jump jump I fucking hate all of them and I hate them because they're good and that it, the movie makes me hate them which I which I like. See what would have saved that scene for me is that when she says, "Oh, I I peed on that stick" and she like drops it out, if all the other little bratty shitty ass kids would have like pointed at me like it- Making fun of her, yeah. Oh, you drank pee. Or called her like cootie something or whatever. Yeah, I was it. waiting yeah, 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 for yeah. that. Like I thought that would have made sense a little bit more instead of just like she's just like, oh, drops the pen and she bounces out. <laughs> Dude, what about <laughs> when they're showing Vince Vaughn the pictures and they're like showing her all the pictures of the of the girl Joe? <laughs> that, oh. fucking, that shit is so funny. Like, she wasn't a lesbian. Like, yeah, she used to just play suntan and rub sunscreen all over. Oh my god, that shit is funny. <laughs> Body bag. What do we body bag? She's an intelligent business lady or whatever she does in San Francisco. She never would have thought back on that. And be like, I don't think we ever know what Reese Witherspoon does. No, she's not important. It's a fun show. Um, But uh, the fact that she would have never realized that her friend might have been lesbian. Is that your body bag? No, (laughs) no, that's not my body bag. I'm just, I'm just, just kind of, you know, one of many body bags. (laughs) My body bag is. I mean, I just, I, I think I wrote this first and I've, I've basically been saying this the entire pod, corny movies with ridiculously contrived fake scenes, the church scene, the MMA fight, like not the first MMA fight. I can, I can understand like, oh, you're going to throw your brother into move. Like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't train or anything. Fucking around with him. The second time when it's just like, they're just kicking the shit out of his legs and like the little <laughs> kids are like kicking him. I'm like, dude, if my, my brother's kids started kicking me like as hard as they can and like. I, I would lose my shit. Like I, I it, it would be problems. Like it would mm. be like, no, your fucking kids don't treat me like that. Yeah, but that's the point. That's why they can do it to Vince Vaughn to to Orlando because they know <laughs> <laughs> because they know that Orlando ain't gonna do well, shit. And then, and then the ending, the other the contrived part is just, I, I mean, legitimately they had no clue how to end this movie. They're like, 
all right, we're going to make them go apart for like five seconds and then they're going to come back together and everything's going to be great. It was pretty quick. There was, there's no like anything except for him going to talk to his dad. Right. She gets a weird conversation from John Voight, who's obviously the, uh, the dad of, uh, uh, Angelina, Angelina Jolie, Jolie. <laughs> should probably be giving parenting advice. <laughs> <laughs> and so she gets a little semi pep talk from him, I guess. And all of a sudden they're like, fuck yeah, we're back together. Let's have a kid. Yeah. Um, that kind of ties into my body bag a little bit. My body bag is Robert Duvall, who is mm. one of my all time favorite actors of all time. And he just phoned it in on this one. He, I just, I wanted more of him and I didn't, I just didn't like his character and what he did. And what I wanted was kind of like a, a redemption at the end. So like when Vince Vaughn went and talked to him and kind of, I wanted like there to be a thing where, yeah, he's maybe he's a dick the whole time. He's like supporting the other, you know, his brothers taking the crap out of him. But then at the very end, like Vince Vaughn saying, yeah, she, you know, she said that, you know, she wanted to be married or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's like, look, son, don't be like me. Yeah, get you the know? fuck away from this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're better than that or what? I wanted some sort of little redemption. You wanted Duvall to have the, yes. to, to be the catalyst in a different way for to, his redemption. To because, make him yeah, yeah, realize yeah. that he doesn't, he shouldn't become like them. He did. He did that, in but a, he didn't do it in the way that you wanted. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was my you. issue with it. And, and so I just, and again, Robert Duvall is like, oh man, I'm so stoked he's in this movie. And he just kind of sat there and just kind of said a couple comments here and there. And it's like, okay, this dude got a paycheck. And oh man. <laughs> After the first like three or four lines, I was so depressed. I was like, oh my God, this is such a fucking waste of Duvall. Totally. And then he, there was a few things he did a little bit later. He got to like, at least kind of act a little bit a better. Little bit, yeah. And, 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 and when he says on the roof, when he says, uh, I don't want to speak ill about your mother, but she is a common street whore or something like that. <laughs> that shit was so That's funny. Funny. He, 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 he does some, some decent deliveries a little bit later. Like at first I was like, this is just a shitty waste of, of, of Duvall. He kind of redeemed himself a little bit, but like, you're right. That last speech, I was just like, what the fuck does, how does that change Vince Vaughn's mind whatsoever? Because he like, realized he doesn't want to be like his dad. He doesn't want to fucking push her away because he's being shitty like his dad does. Yeah. It's He still gets the redemption arc for Vince Vaughn's character. Scott wants it for both of them, though. Right. Which I get. Yeah, Duvall should have realized, yeah, you know what? This is kind of shitty. This isn't the right life for you. Get the fuck away. Right. So, um, man, if I'm, if I'm body bagging anything from this movie, it is... My takes for <laughs> sure going to be my, my co-host. <laughs> no, no. If I'm, if, if I'm, if I'm going to, if I'm going to body bag something from this movie, it's the fact that we're supposed to believe that planes stop coming into SFO when it's foggy. Is that, is that really what we're, what we're thinking here? No, there's, it's, there's never been a foggy dancer. There would go. never be a fucking airplane coming in and out of SFO ever. Yeah. If a little bit of fog stopped airplanes from coming in and out of that airport. Well, it's not to mention ridiculous. And not to mention that like essentially because airports are so flat, like I mean they don't get like a whole lot of like heavy fog and stuff. It's like they they have instruments, they can they can land in the dark. They on purpose don't put the airport in the spot where there's a shit ton of fog. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Well, my my biggest thing about that also was like, okay, they just canceled everything. They wouldn't say delayed. Nope. <laughs> 
And they fog, and they're fog, like, fog is, they know the fog's gonna be there for like three days or something. How funny like, is the scene when they're at the airport and the guy's like, well, I can put you up at the Radisson. He's like, Oh, oh, can you put us up at the fucking Radisson? That <laughs> sounds so I know, that shit but that's so funny. <laughs> that's where I'm like, Why am I rooting for this douche motherfucker? Like, you, you, don't be an asshole to the people that like have uh, no control of the weather and are just trying to like make your life a little bit better. He's a shitty character. He hasn't gone through his redemption arc yet, dude. You Come guys, on. You guys did notice who the ticket agent was, though, right? Right. Peter Billingsley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and up. I guess I guess he's they're all, they're all kind of friends. Like, I mean, he was part. Of, he was an elf, and uh, oh, that's right. Favreau directed that, and so like they've they're they're all kind of buddies. Favreau, Billingsley, okay. and Vince Vaughn are they've all all been kind of homies. For Watched Elf two nights ago too. It's still fucking great. Mm. Well, did any of you guys watch uh, Christmas Story two yet? Or no, Christmas, yet. Christmas Story Story or whatever it is. Not buddy, yet. buddy at work said it was good though. Uh, and you, then, you mentioned on the pod. You said he was like, oh, it, was, it was okay." Everyone, everyone on the internet says it's dog shit. No, it's got the right amount of heart for what it is. It's not a terrible like money grab. It's actually enjoyable. Like okay. I enjoyed it. My uh, Melissa didn't like it as much as I did, but I was like, you know what? There, there, there's some moments in it where it's like it's got the right heart. Okay. And and I think Peter Billingsley kind of like was the the helm of that to make sure that it's like you know what? It's got to have that Ralphie? right feeling. Yeah. Ralphie, yeah. So Ralphie, oh wait. So now I'm confused. Ralphie is who we've been talking about so, I, I, this whole time. But you're, but I don't know who Peter. Bill Peter Billingsley. Is. That's Ralphie. But but that's Ralphie from from a Christmas story. Yes. Right. Oh shit. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I thought he was with us this whole time. No, you nope. guys were like, you know who the ticket agent was, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Uh, you, you put Ralphie in your pants, and he like pleasures you. Is that what happens? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's inappropriate, dude. <laughs> Somebody that didn't listen to last week's pod has no idea what you're talking right, that about. That was a weird comment, but Jesus. it was also the appropriate comment. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Let's move. Crackle, Pluto, HBO, Fananime, on Crunchyroll, Peacock, Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Doobie, Sling TV, Shoot, 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 What the fuck is Boo I'm sure it'll cause a sensation. It's a streaming recommendation. All right, I'll jump in. Fuck, I, th- I forgot I was the host. I was like, who's going to talk? <laughs> I you're, guess still, I'll- you're, you're still thinking about Peter Billingsley versus Ralphie. You're like, oh, shit. Uh, all right, well, I've got a streaming recommendation that I know none of you motherfuckers are going to pick because Brad's going to be like, that's the way I saw Cut Draft. Uh, so my, probably my favorite Vince Vaughn movie? Oh, it's tough. I don't know if I like this more than Wedding Crashers or not, but Jennifer Aniston, Vince Vaughn, the breakup have you guys seen the breakup i have not also john favreau uh in it fuck dude it's vince vaughn doing vince vaughn the entire movie it's so funny i love jennifer aniston she's really funny really cute and really just uh a great like uh she's a better foil to vaughn than uh than reese Reese weatherspoon for sure uh, I think she she kind of spars with him better, like verbally, mm-hmm. and uh, man, it's it's really good. I believe it is on HBO Max, um, so go go check that one out. It's 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 great. And if you don't know, use Just Watch. Yeah, Just Watch should just be a sponsor of our podcast for sure. That will help you find it where it's streaming, where it's available. Um, speaking of Jennifer Aniston, I, and I meant to think about this when when we were talking about the, the director Seth Gordon. He did Horrible Bosses. I'm a little bit worried now because I'm like I I've heard good things about horrible bosses. 
It's am good. I, am I going to enjoy it? It's better than this. I mean, it's better than Four Christmases. Is it better than Four Christmases? I've I actually haven't seen the whole movie. I've seen a lot of it, and it's it's funny. I like Charlie Day. He's he's great. And, he's and great. So he's the one that's Char, uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston is his boss, right? Well, not yeah, because he's the, he's in the dentist office, right? She's sexually harassing him. <laughs> yeah, okay. and she's. Super good looking in that. And for some reason, he's not into but it. But there's a lot of like big names in it. Like there's a lot of little cameos and things like that. I don't. I can't really speak intelligently. Yeah. You should. You should watch it. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to check it out. All right. My my streaming recommendation is uh, it's a Seth Gordon movie, and it is uh, the King of Kong: Festival of Quarters. Oh yeah. Weeby versus Mitchell. Um, it, if if you know nothing about this movie, there's two document two documentaries I would recommend to people that. If you've never seen them, it's worth watching. It's this one. Um, it's only available for rent. It's about, and, and I'll tell you the plot, and you'll be like, why would I watch this? You will be surprised at how much you enjoy it. It's the uh, two gentlemen competing for the high score on Donkey Kong. Yes. It's called The King of Kong. They're trying to set the absolute world record on Donkey Kong. You have a guy who's a video game freak that plays all the games. He's like, He's like the nerd's nerd. They all love him. And then you've got this guy, Steve Weeby, who's just kind of like a just a regular old dude who happens to really love Donkey Kong. He buys the machine, puts it in his in his garage and plays it. I mean, he kind of like basically like neglects his kids and stuff to like play <laughs> Donkey if, Kong. And if you're like me and that sounds like a dog shit movie, don't listen to yourself. Actually watch it because it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Is, it is strangely like you'll just be like, why am I rooting for this yes. guy? Yeah. And and why do I hate so much this the, this other dude? <laughs> they turn they they somehow turn this no, other it's guy a into a villain. Yeah, exactly. In a documentary, and he's so legit good. a villain in real life, which is crazy because yeah. like he's been like kicked out of records. They found out that he cheated and stuff, so like yeah. he's had records removed. So like, I was gonna bring that up. I th- I think that his like Donkey Kong thing has been revoked, right? Uh, somebody's score got revoked recently. Yeah. I saw that. I saw Billy Webster's wow. name was in, uh, or Billy Mitchell's name was in the the news not too long ago about yeah. some shit that he like was an asshole about. Um, the other the other documentary would be uh, uh, Jiro uh, uh, Dreams of Sushi. Jiro Dreams of Sushi is so good, and it's just you've never watched somebody who is more dedicated to their work, mm-hmm. and it just shows. Is it a cartoon? No, it's no. just it's a, it's not animated. No. Jiro Dreams of Sushi is just a I've never a, seen that guy who has a, a high end three Michelin star sushi restaurant in in Japan, and it just basically follows his life as he has his sons that work for him and 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 all his staff is is handpicked. They only serve like like twenty four people per per night. Yeah, it's in, it's great. And then I love sushi so much. The, the, the if you've never seen if you've never seen Jiro Dreams of you Sushi, you have to watch this. Really, shit. Dude, it's it's so incredible because you think what I thought going into it is like, oh, sushi. He must be some crazy like doing all these crazy rolls with all these fucking octopuses and shit. It's, it's like literally just rice with fish on top, and they go into the whole choosing the fish. He's got a guy that goes down and like. They don't taste the fish. He like fucking shines a flashlight through it and can tell if it's good or not. Really? Like it's the rice that he uses is like fucking only from one particular guy. It's like, yeah, it's I don't want to give too some, much away because that yeah. shit's fucking really, it's really fascinating. And you think a sushi documentary, how good can it be? It's super, super fascinating. And it's subtitled. It's, <laughs> it's, it's all in Japanese. Yeah. So you, you read the subtitles, but it's amazing. Now, is this one of those deals where 
a fucking weird guy like me wants to go in and put uh, soy sauce all over his sushi, and uh, would they be like, no, you that can't? Would, they that would, would not kick you out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, just making sure like you he, would insult. <laughs> you would insult like ages upon ages of, right? of tradition. <laughs> You've insulted my ancestors. The, 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 <laughs> he. Jiro's literally standing there in front of me. He put he takes the fish, he puts it right he in front of you. He watches you eat it. He watches you. He puts it, he he can tell if you're right-handed or left-handed and puts it on that side so he, he knows you're gonna grab it. That's the that's the Jesus. fucking detail that they're looking at you. They they make bigger portions for bigger guys and smaller portions for women because they don't eat as much. It's it's insane. And and as soon as you like have eaten it and, and kind of nod and stuff, that next one is just ready. Boom. And then he's sitting there just oh, looking shit. at you, just just like, yeah, you're gonna enjoy this. And you're like up on some fucking Kikoman. <laughs> got to catch him. <laughs> and if you're lucky, he might take. Well, and, and I, I just the last time I checked, I was watching. I was watching it not too long ago. He's still alive. Um, he just doesn't go to the restaurant very oh. much anymore. But uh, like, yeah, it was. It, the worst thing about it is just, and, and this is kind of a spoiler, is just that he has a son who's like now in his like 60s and 70s. Is like he can't take over the restaurant until his dad passes away. So he's just like. Fuck, I'm just stuck here. This is like uh, his next in line. He's like ready to retire and he hasn't even like had the restaurant yet. Yeah, he's, still he's in his 70s. He's like yeah. the sous chef. It's so great. Oh, man. Check it out, though. Yeah. So, yeah, the documentary, though, uh, uh, King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters. It is available for rent. And I know Jero Streams, uh, uh, Dreams of Sushi is it's on Netflix or Amazon. I believe it's, it's on Netflix. Yeah. So Check good. it out. Um, I'm going to, I've mentioned it earlier. It might, the original Vince Vaughn, where I met Vince Vaughn and fell in love with Vince Vaughn, Swingers, and uh, perfect. If you, yeah, if you like that rapid fire, amazing delivery of Vince Vaughn, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. You got Favreau, you know, one, his one of his early movies, and you got Sue. Sue. So do you think? So do you think a hundred percent like that's how Vince Vaughn is in real life? Like he's just like that all the time. There's got to be a lot of it to it because he does it. He's so good at it. So good at it. And he does it in every role that you have to think that that's just how he is, right? Stories have said that, like, as a person, he's very, he says he has difficult dealing with like emotions. And so that's why he's just constantly like talking rapid fire, like just says wild shit and stuff. That's kind of his coping mechanism. It's 100% his coping coping mechanism in movies and in real life. And so it's interesting. Anyway, Swingers is on HBO Max. There you go. Moving on, B Rad. Let's do it. B-Rad. Ooh, you gotta call him B-Rad no before the rap. Maverick mixed up on that goose stick. Iceberg list Titanic, Leo's drawing that nude shit. Jim fucks Nadia like we all thought he should. Ricky and Doughboy get the fuck out the hood. Luke hooks up with Leia just like he's intending. It's time for a reshelf and alternate endings. Ooh, them 808s. That bass. Mm. Damn, how are we gonna... How are we gonna re <laughs> reshelf uh, alternate end this movie, Brad? I see that you've got some notes there. What are we? Uh, I do. What are we doing here? I've got a reshelf. This is gonna be. It's basically the same movie. It's four Christmases, but um, rather than Vince Vaughn and uh, Reese Witherspoon, we're gonna bring in Juliet Lewis and uh, and Woody Harrelson <laughs> because we're gonna do four Christmases with uh, with Mickey and Mallory with the Natural, Natural Born, Born Killers. Killers. <laughs> And for whatever reason, they have to go to all four Christmases, but at each one, you know, they end up just murdering everyone and occasionally taking the time to, to fuck in the pools of blood spilled uh, <laughs> during their violent rampages. So, 
that's kind of that's where I, I i decided to go i was just wow. kind of it's what i was feeling i just kind of went with it as much as i hate you brad i'm renting that for 5.99 <laughs> i will fucking click on that shit all day i'll be like kids go to bed so kind of going off of that you know um we didn't do it on the gremlins pod but the, the good old till dawn so for christmas is till dawn what i want to see mostly is that Reese Witherspoon is a vampire. And when she seals up that jump house and she turns around, <laughs> a bloodbath ensues. It's a fucking bloodbath. It's just like the titty twister. Oh where, no. <laughs> because those kids were so annoying and I'm fucking, Oh, they're just teasing her and hating. And I just wanted to see her just kill a bunch of kids. It is, That's it what is, I was saying about the, the little girl. You make, you make, yeah. they, they make you hurt. You they hate make, her. Yeah. Exactly. They're, you fucking hate her so playing, much. Like keep away with the thing and, and everything. She's like, like that. eight, and you're like, yeah. punch that bitch in the face. Yeah. So if one of the neighbor parents happened to be like, because it looked like she closed the front, but there was still some windows in the back. Like, what if one of the neighbor parents walks up during that? Like, and, and she's just like chucking your kid. Can she just like play it off? Like, oh, we're just playing. Or do you think the kids are like telling her, they're like, no, this, this bitch is crazy? Like, yeah. I they, think there's a thing that happens when kids are real dicks, like those kids were being. And when they get their comeuppance, they don't fucking they they realize they're like yeah. they're like oh I I, I I fucked up there. It's like the, bu- was- the, the bully gets bullied. Yeah. <laughs> the bully gets bullied. He's gonna shut the fuck up. Exactly. Yeah, they're like really- uh, I'm not gonna yeah. tell anybody I fucked up there. You should, you should see what happens to Scott Farkas in the uh, the new Christmas. Hey, spoilers story. alert! But dude, come on, dude. I just said see what happened to Scott Farkas. Scott. Scut. Scut. That should be Scott's new nickname. <laughs> Scut. We were angry at Scott. <laughs> Fucking Scott. Scott. Scott Beck. <laughs> All right. Next category. Are we on the next category? Yeah. I don't have an alternate ending. Right, well, shit. Let's move on. Fuck forward. me. It's the perfect movie. <laughs> what the fuck? There is no other category. <laughs> There's no more? You convinced me that Did you just was. put it on? Hey, Sorry, guys. That was a little sample for you. Since you all been like, I know you guys are like angry. There's no draft. We apologize. We have, we have jingle bells. So, you know, last week we had a, a quick little uh, Thanksgiving food speed draft, and you. Know, oh yeah, what do you got? So, so we don't have a draft next next week either. Um, obviously, this isn't a draft because we did Actually, another movie. It's probably for the next another. Two weeks, because I think another two weeks we're not gonna, we're gonna not gonna have any drafts. That's right, because we we hopefully we might put together a little something special for everybody, but we'll see what happens. A little Christmas present that we might have wrapped. But I'd like to do a quick little speed draft. What, what do you I, got? What I want to do? You get first pick. First pick. You do. I get second because I called it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm judging again. <laughs> I'm third pick and I'm judged. It, it's it's kind of a personal thing. I want to know the best. Christmas present you ever got. Scott, are you serious? Because I literally had that written down as when I did, wanted to do too many graphs, drafts. I was like, I want to do Thanksgiving food and best Christmas present as a kid. Dude, yeah, I love it. That's so fucking funny. I know my answer too. Brad, you can go first. No, I'm not first. Scott's first because I got to think about this. It's not really a draft. It's just kind of saying what we yeah. want, but I love it. So Real drunks are going to be pissed. We're kind of stealing their shit. My best. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, it is a little they do categories at the end. That was just, no, oh. no we didn't do this particular category. Yeah. So my best Christmas gift ever. God dang it. Had to, I don't know exactly what year it was, but what's cool is I actually live in the house now that I lived in back then. So Oh, tight. Yeah, we lived here from uh, 77 to 82, I think. 
So a lot of my childhood memories are in this place. All before I was born. Right. Nice. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Anyway, and um, we haven't had any fucking I look like Santa Claus jokes yet in this one. Nope. Yeah. We're going away from that. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, but I remember a Christmas morning and it's great because I can look over there and I can still picture it. I walked into that living room. See what Santa brought me? An Atari 2600. Oh, shit. Was sitting right there. Pong? And, it, and so we busted that shit out. I, I, I don't really know if I knew what it was before that. I think because my brother was older, and he's a lot older than me, actually. <laughs> I'm just going to mention that right now. And He's I mean, old he as shit. Knew. He yeah. knew. He fuck. And Grandpa Tim. But we pulled that out, and we started playing combat, you know, little tanks and all yep. that shit, and Pong. And then Space Invaders. And I have this amazing memory about Space Invaders because my brother was there with a couple of buddies and I had the joystick and I'm playing Space Invaders. And I was good from the beginning. And I remember like Space Invaders, it starts, you know, it's a big old block of aliens and they're going down the screen, you're shooting them, whatever. And the less there are, the faster they get, right? So here I am just going level after level after level. I won't die. And they're sitting there by me pissed off because they want to turn they want to turn (laughs) and every time they were like yelling at with the 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 sound of the space invaders "Ah, ah, ah," like just yelling in my ears trying to make me screw up and i just kept winning and winning over and over again i remember being all happy because they think it's (laughs) i'm saying see they they didn't go the next asshole level which would have been just been like oh shit your controller came unplugged yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) so anyway that was my best christmas present ever was the atari 2600 which turned me into a nerd at a very early age there you go so when i was a kid my parents were very anti-video game and on the last pod i took told the it's funny that you did atari because when i was a kid i wanted a nintendo more than anything Mm -hmm. but my parents were like we're never gonna buy you a nintendo that's why i thought i got a nintendo and i was over (laughs) the moon but they were serious they they did not ever get me a nintendo (laughs) but what they did get me and I still remember it. We still lived in Turlock, so I was probably in second grade. And I remember I opened it up, and it was a Game Boy, like an OG uh, Game Boy. And I had Tetris mm. and Super Mario Brothers. And I just remember thinking, all my dreams have come true. I've got this <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo in your hands. One inch by one inch uh, Nintendo screen that's like a weird greenish brown color. <laughs> <laughs> fucking i was so goddamn happy and every time my kids are unhappy about anything now i just want to be like you have everything that i have ever i would have ever wanted when i was a kid and you're still unhappy you ungrateful fucks but (laughs) that was my greatest present ever all right brad all right my my greatest present was uh i we we always christmas was always at my, my my grandma and grandpa's house and it was my brother and i and then my two cousins all boys so it was always rowdy shit. Like we were always, I mean, legit, like there was MMA fights. Actually, there's more WWE fights and stuff going on in our house. Oh, so kind of like Four Christmases. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. All right. Continue. Yeah. But I mean, you know, a lot more realistic. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a Christmas where. Uh, you and fucking Kyle and Wade and Andrew and everybody. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my yeah. God. So, I bet it was a so shit show. I'm going to say Wade was the youngest. So he was he was probably about. I'm going to say four or five. So that means, and you go up three years from him. So it was like seven for Kyle. I'm probably 11 and my brother's probably 15. And there was three boxes out on the, on the, the floor 
And my grandpa was like, all right, you guys, uh, oldest gets to choose first. So my brother goes out there and he chooses one. And, and it's kind of like assumed that, that my, my little cousin Wade, he's not old enough for whatever this is. Gift this is this at Homer's? Is that, yeah, this okay. is at Homer's. So it, it, my little cousin's not old enough for whatever this is. So we're like, oh, fuck, this is for the, the older kids. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I get my, I'm the second choice. I'm the second oldest. So I get to go out there and I pick one and I grab it and I start walking away with it. And my grandpa, who just, Robert Duvall was kind of semi reminds me of grandpa, can just be kind totally of a mean old bastard every once in a while. And he, he goes, Oh, Kyle got the worst one. <laughs> They're all wrapped. You can't tell. So my cousin Kyle picks it up and he's all frustrated. He looks at me. He runs over like he's going to hit me with his present. And like, he's like, throws himself down on the couch. He's like, oh, he's crying. He's just like pouting. And the best thing is, like, my little cousin Wade, who's probably like four at the time, he's like, I like it. I like it. He runs Aww. over. He's like going to take the present. Like he wants it. Well, we open them up. They were all the exact same thing. There was no difference. So grandpa's them. just fucking <laughs> Grandpa's just being an asshole. And uh, they were all like remote control cars, but not like like the, like the Tyco, like two sticks, like, mm -hmm. like cheapo. These were like the nice, like you have like the big, fucking like with pistol grip the with the wheel yep. oh, and, shit. and like, like nice ass remote like a, control like cars a, like a rechargeable battery with in. yeah the, oh, the wow. nice little like like the little the, the batteries that you would plug in to recharge and stuff yeah it was legit and and for like the next like year we were out there like racing our rc cars and like all the other kids would have like their little rc cars i'd be like look at my shit i'd be out mm -hmm. there just fucking just dusting them <laughs> love it <laughs> jumping off shit and stuff it's got shots because and your uncle and grandpa were race car guys and they, they were like they we were race have the fans. badass fucking race cars so we got the cool little remote control cars and and i remember there was a there was a spot i think out in hillmar or or at the hillmar hillmarish area it was called the uh, the little roundhouse, I think is what it was called. And it square, was a, the square roundhouse, square roundhouse. It was a little go-kart. I mean, a little, uh, RC car track. Yep. And, and we would go out there sometimes and, and race them and stuff. So it was, it was some square roundhouse. You're right. Yep. That's exactly what it's, it's called. It's on Lander right before you get to the freeway. Yep. Heading out. Yeah. And I remember, uh, I was, I was marshalling for a race one time and, and a car hit me Jesus straight in the Christ. shin. You were marshalling for a race? <laughs> Which you just out there and if they flip over off the jumps, you just go turn the car over real quick and you get out like, the track. We need a marshal. Anybody? Brad's like, <laughs> I'm like, it. I'm like 12 years old. I'm out there and I, I go to flip a car over and another car came off a jump and hit me straight in the shin and it hurt for fucking like a week and a half. It was oh the, my God. so much pain in my shin from this car just launching itself into my shin as I'm just trying to help somebody else. How did else. you fucking keep the chicks away from you? You were like, you were like, what did you do? You're like, I was marshalling the fucking RC race at the square roundhouse. And they were just like fucking, oh my God. They I just so fucking sweaty. They're yeah, just like, I, I they just sorry. got so wet. Their fucking pocket, their, 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 their pocket thing just freaking Built multiplied. <laughs> Gizmo just doing extra work down there. God damn. Oh man. Hey, Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. I hope everybody has a great holiday. BBK loves you. We'll see you guys on the flip side. Bye-bye. Start this